Hello everyone, and welcome to Avoiding Entropy. Whether you may or may not know, entropy means pretty much a downward spiral, a crash, if you will, a crash that's about to happen. And tumultuous means a loud noise, like a band of 16-year-olds. So my name essentially means a loud crash which is exactly where I believe and I know the human race is going if we don't all come together. A lot of people say this nowadays, manifest, come together, send love vibes, send feelings and thoughts of love, sending light, everyone's sending everything. But perhaps it's not sending that we should be doing. Before you send any love out into the world, make sure you have enough for yourself. Because if and when, and hopefully it doesn't, hopefully I'm wrong about all of this, because you can change the course of the future, obviously, by what you do. So if a man was supposed to save someone tomorrow, talk them down from the ledge of committing suicide, and that man gets hit by a bus, that person's going to jump future it will change there are many ways the future can go however there exists a place in the astral realm that all time is not linear the only reason we perceive time as being linear is because we needed it to be in terms of crops to grow so when we saw the sun rise and fall we didn't realize that we were revolving. We thought the sun was moving. When we saw the moon affect our tides, we needed to keep track of that, to know when to plant and when to harvest our crops. We used to sacrifice people, human beings, for corn crops. And believe it or not, it used to work. Now, ancient civilizations have predicted and have mapped coordinates on this planet and astrologically more accurately than our machines can do now. For instance, the first episode I mentioned Phantom, Phantom Universe is a man that tracks the Egyptian pyramids of Giza. He believes that it means something more than just a triangular structure or a pyramid-like structure rather that sits in the desert. And he's absolutely right. First of all, It is one of the most magnificent, if not the most magnificent, architectural accomplishment of the human race. It has eight sides, not four, eight. Each of the four sides has a small indent in towards the middle. So to to accomplish that architecturally is impossible. Literally impossible to do with the tools and the mind that they had back then. Something, someone had to have helped them. They carved granite to the point where it reflects like a mirror. And we're supposed to believe that they did it with copper saws. All right, so time to us needs to be linear so we can predict the pattern about what's going to happen. Night will fall, then followed by day, followed by night. All we know is patterns. In the astral realm, however, that is not the case. Picture your life being a series of photographs, Polaroids, 
and they're arranged in chronological order from birth to death. You know how they're going to happen because you're living Polaroid by Polaroid. But in the astral realm, where you do look into the past, everything is scattered. Nothing is in order. You have a stack of Polaroids, that's you. But the first Polaroid could be the last day of your life, and vice versa. So in order for astro projectors to see the correct time of what they're looking at, they have to leave themselves markers, notes, if you will, post-its of what's happening when. You don't actually see, it's not a hallucination, not a hallucination, it's not a visual hallucination of what's happening. You see it in your mind about what's going on. All right, there's a good way to start practicing this. If you have a smartphone, there's something called the RV tournament. It's called the remote viewing tournament. And it's basically two pictures every day. And you have to pick which one of the pictures is going to match the coordinates that they give you. They give you eight numbers. Sequence of four, dash, sequence of four. The idea is that you're talking to your future self. And you're relating the coordinates with the picture. You must look at the numbers. You write them down. Say them to yourselves. Do whatever it is you have to do to learn. Some people are visual learners. Some, some are audio learners. Some have to write it down. For me, it's to hear my own voice say them. Because it's as if I'm talking to myself in the future. Now, the key to this, the key to all of this, is to not overthink it. But it is also not to shoot from the hip. Now, I know that sounds like a contradictory statement. But the mapped out, if you look at the files on the CIA website, they explain it pretty, pretty intricately. In the first second and a half of your quote-unquote vision is where the time frame of the correct vision is. Because as a human being, we can't concentrate. We have a very, very hard problem in terms of concentrating in general. I'm sure you've all been taught not actually not taught how to concentrate no one actually sat you down and taught you how to concentrate right but everyone's told you to concentrate in this case if you overdo it you're going to start making up things that you that don't exist because of whatever day you've had whatever your background is anything and the first thought that is going to come up is just going to be gray so you get the coordinates you sit down you say them to yourselves And then you close your eyes and you think for a couple of seconds. Let's say you don't count either. Just think. First thing that comes to mind and the second thing that comes to mind and the third thing that comes to mind. It could be a color. It could be a shape. It could be a word. A picture. Anything. That is how you start to do this. Like any other muscle in the body, the brain and the mind has to be exercised in order for it to become stronger. Meditation is not going to happen overnight. You are not going to see the rope and climb up a bit and then go into the astral realm on your first try. If you do, then you have a gift. Some of the people on TikTok, they told me they dreamt about it. I never mentioned anything about a library. And they told me, they quote, quote unquote, pretty much verbatim, the Akashic Records Library. And they said, I picked a book and she said, the word hope floated out of the book so from then my hashtag was hope floats for you because I learned 
that there's people out there that without trying can get to this realm. But that's the whole point. You're supposed to not try. Because if you seek to be enlightened, that is your only and first problem. You're not supposed to seek anything. You're supposed to be. Projecting into the astral realm is a way of being. Being enlightened as Buddha was, for instance, is a way of being. And I'm not backing any religion. I am, I am not saying that anything is true or false. You believe what you will. But what quantum physics is starting to catch up to now is what the people of India have been saying all along. Somebody asked the guru if they know how to telepathically communicate. And he goes, yeah, of course, I take up my cell phone and I text them. They laughed. But what he means is, once your mind understands how to perceive that notion, how to perceive the next level, it'll be like seeing a 3D puzzle. A 3D puzzle that you have to cross your eyes almost to see like the shape. And then once you did it once, you can do it to all of them. It doesn't matter how difficult they were. It's the same thing here. It's like swimming the butterfly. You'll never understand it until you do. And then you're like, oh, got it. Everything seems impossible until someone does it. And then it's accepted as if it was possible this entire time. It is. So when you're looking at your life or anything up there, right? And you're to, trying to decipher which came first and which came after. If you're trying too hard, it's not going to work. You have to practice. And you're going to go a little bit every time. A little bit more. A little bit more. People that are professionals at it are at the end of their lives already. And they've been teaching this whole time. There are courses online that you can pay for and they'll teach you how to astral project. In fact, they will pay you to do projects on astral projection after you've completed the course because you can do it to make money, to find people, to help the police, to get winning lotto numbers, believe it or not. The point is, is that if you do it for the wrong reasons, that's bad karma. That's one thing I do believe. They call it karma, but I call it the law of balance. Rule number four. What you put out is what you get back. All right? The way to start on thinking that way is to find value in everything. We've talked about this already. Even if it's bad, even if you don't agree, you must find value, even if it's an example of something not to do. And on top of that... If you want to get something good back from the universe, you must have to be good first. You must not keep track because it's not a numbers game. You must always do good. For who? For everyone. If you're walking down the street, here's an example. You're walking down the street and you see two recycling bins down on the floor. The tops are off, but they're empty. They're not really in your way. They're not yours. What do you do? Do you step over them and keep going? Or do you pick them up, put the lids back on, and move them six inches into the driveway of the house to which they belong? Just six inches. Just, just so that they're not on the sidewalk. Who are you really showing love? The person that didn't finish their job? The person who lives in that house? It doesn't matter. It matters that you're doing it. It matters that in your heart, in your mind, you know you did it, and you did it because you wanted to. In general, not because you need recognition. 
And at that moment, if the person across the street walking their dog sees you do that, they'll wonder to themselves, why did that person just do that? Just stopped and picked it. Huh. And then it'll give them a small seed of hope. And then hopefully they'll pass it on. But they will. And you just do things like that, big or small. I'm not telling you to stop your day and give all your money to charity. No. That's not how it works. It works on a day-to-day basis. On an hour-to-hour basis. But you're doing good things for the other people on this planet. People. Yes, you can help animals too, of course. Living creatures are all you, you know, the same. But the most important thing and the most valuable thing that all of us have on this planet is each other. It's the people that are on it. Which is why I'm saying that if something really bad were to happen today, how would all of us react? Would all of us immediately go into our own little nooks and worry about ourselves and let the strongest survive or the smartest survive? If that's the case, then we're all going to die. All of us. It's a matter of time. If some of us, just some, it doesn't even take all. I know I say it on TikTok that I have to have all the people think the same way. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. Some of us. I think the actual number is 25%. Maybe less, maybe 20%. There's something called the Schumann Resonance. Schumann Resonance is the vibrations of the earth. So think about a school when you were there and you had to do the um, iron with uh, iron flakes and the magnet. And you put the magnet up to the paper and the flakes of uh, metal made a little pattern. That is the magnetic wave of the magnet. They described what the magnet puts out. Same thing as the earth, they have a magnetic wave. And the magnetic wave of the earth vibrates at a frequency, hertz, it's measured by hertz. I believe it's 7.83. Oddly enough, that is the same frequency of the rhythm of the human heart. What do I mean by rhythm? When your heart rate elevates or it goes down is the beat per minute, BPMs. The rhythm of the heart is how steady it does that. So for instance, your heart almost has a mind of its own. Your heart suggests things to your mind. It's, the brain is the big guy. He's the big dog. He makes all the decisions. But the heart tells your brain to make certain decisions. So if you're nervous or if you have the butterflies, your heart will start acting strangely. And then it'll send a message to your brain to be nervous. Not vice versa. Believe it or not. Now, if you are in constant state of worry, anxiety, hunger, anger, the rhythm of your heart will not be regular. It will not be regulated and it will not be synchronous with the rest of your organs. So if you, you can't synchronize your heartbeat with your brain, you will be out of whack and you will feel terrible and you won't know what's going on. That is why meditation helps because breathing helps the heart rate slow down thus increasing your heart rhythm thus helping you in the situation now just like each of us have a, um, an aura so to speak a force field if you will the earth has one as well 
And just like you're receiving this message right now, and you're listening to me over a, a cell phone or a computer, my vo- I'm not standing in the room with you. My voice is being transmitted with electromagnetic waves through the air that you cannot see. The same thing happens with our intentions. They're called vibes. I'm sure you've heard that song, you know, word before, good vibes, bad vibes. Those are because we send out energy. And if we're next to someone else or we're in a group of people that have the same notion, the same thought as you, you increase the entire vibration of the group and you feed into the vibration of the earth. Meaning if hypothetically speaking, everybody on the planet stopped at one second and just thought of love and joy, the vibrations of the earth would increase and we would see something we have never seen before. We've never thought possible. Nobody actually knows what would happen. But I believe the ascension into the next dimension or the next state of being is exactly what they're referring to. And to do that, it only takes quite a quarter of us. We cannot avoid the tragedies that are happening to us. We cannot avoid the tragedies that's going to happen to us. Everything is predetermined in terms of that. Big, big happenings, big things are done. The restaurant at which you choose to eat tomorrow is not written down. But the fact that a solar flare is going to happen combined with a coronal mass ejection, a CME, that will knock out most of the Earth's power grid, is going to happen. All right? So if you don't believe me, don't believe me. But it has been confirmed by many people that are very, very good at remote viewing. In fact, the leader of the remote viewers, the one that teaches everyone, the Americans, how to do it. The one that started the program in the CIA because they were battling Russians in terms of Russian psychic spies. He has seen it. He said it was relatively soon. I have seen it. And I don't know what relatively soon means, but it's coming. And what's going to happen is North America for instance, is working at capacity, which means that any surge of power is going to block out the whole grid, meaning that your computer and your cell phone may still work, but there'll be no signal and there'll be no way to plug them in. If you have solar panels, they will fry. There'll be no way to gain energy until we fix everything. So picture Manhattan, Chicago, Los Angeles, not having power, the whole city for three months. What would happen? Yes, the people in the Yukon Peninsula will be fine because they've been living off the land for the past hundreds of years. 10% of human beings will survive. I think it'll be a little bit more than that. I'm hoping that it was going to be most of us. And that is exactly why I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do. Trying to everybody to get on the same page in terms of being kind and generous to one another. That doesn't mean that if it happens for us to go out and start feeding everyone. No. But if somebody walks by your house, apprehensively, you help them. But I don't want it to be apprehensively because I want you to be able to trust everyone because they won't hurt you and vice versa. Will there be evil people in the world? Of course. 
always. But the other thing the Schumann Residence states is that the more energy, the more vibrations we send out into the Earth's main, so to speak, channel, the less bad vibrations there'll be left. Theoretically speaking, if somebody's an evil person and they're walking around on this Earth and one evil person and everyone else is good, theoretically speaking, that person will turn into a good person. They will have no choice but to raise their vibrations to everyone else's. It will force them to become good. How much of this is true? You can look it up for yourselves if you don't believe me. Twitter has a Schumann Residence account. And every day he puts out, there's a bot, and it puts out how much the, the frequency is for the day. Like three days ago, it was super, super low. And TikTok blew up. Blew up of people sick. People couldn't handle themselves. People's bodies are going out of whack. Why? Because they all read Twitter? No. Because some people wake up in the morning and they're like, what the hell is going on? I'm having a shitty day. It must be a full moon, they say. Yes, the moon has a big effect on us and our tides, but the sun has an even bigger one. And it takes 499 seconds for light to get from there to here. So if a coronal mass ejection with a solar flare were to happen, not only would there be potentially harmful x-rays in the air that can hurt us radioactively, our power grids will go out. Now, I don't know about you, <clears throat> but I've kind of been looking at that and preparing myself for what if were to, that were to happen? Would I be okay? How long would I be okay for? And I've taken steps to make sure to let's say like Bruce Lee put it to be a warrior in a garden versus a gardener in a war better to need it and not have it I'm sorry that was terrible better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it alright so if anything I tell you to get ready for something like that gas masks why not take them because people have gas and people are going to be hungry be ready to defend yourselves, be ready to feed yourselves, and be ready to help everyone else. But meanwhile, I suggest that everyone just start appreciating one another a little bit more. If you're already a saint and you have no flaws, then you should stop listening to my podcast right now. I am going to tell you in the next post, which will probably be this evening, uh, I'm going to read the CIA meditation in terms of Hashik uh, Records. And I will also tell you the file to listen to while you do it. Because there's certain things that could open your state of consciousness and elevate it more, which was the first document. Meanwhile, the CIA.gov, the actual website, has an electronic reading room that you can go on and read whatever you want. Just type it into the search bar. And if there's another document that you would like to read that's not there, you can go to the Freedom of Information Act, FOIA.com. And there you can request any document from any agency, and they have to give it to you, unless it's a threat to national security. So if it's a threat to national security, obviously you're not going to get it, but you can do it. However, if you do decide to request something, go to muckrock.com first. M-U-C-K-R-O-C-K.com. That is a website that is... um, armed with lawyers and people that know how to ask properly so the CIA doesn't give you any shit. 
muckrock.com, F-O-I-A.com, request any document from any agency. For example, where is Flint's water supply in Michigan? What's going on with that? Why are homeless people dying more and more now than ever before? Where is a private prisoner that you want information on? All those typical things. If you're a journalist, this is your gold mine. But if you're just a person that wants to learn how to move stuff with their minds, that's on there too. I would look up Akashic. I would look up Gateway. And then Psychokinesis. Alright? I have a couple of things to do. And then I will post the, um, the Akashic Meditation. Thank you very much.